Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome, Pewter Report readers, viewers, and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by Celsius, the official energy drink of pewterreport.com. Hope everybody enjoyed their weekend and their potentially extended weekend with the 4th of July coming up tomorrow. It is a Monday edition of the show where we have a very fun topic in the theme and in the honor of the 4th of July, which is which bucks would you invite to a barbecue? Maybe you're hosting a barbecue tomorrow. Maybe you're going to one and you want to invite an awesome guest. And maybe that Buccaneers player is on your guest. We're going to have a fun hypothetical today. Just talking about certain players that uh, you'd want to chum it up with. Uh, I'm your host, Matt Matera. Joined with me is my fellow colleague at pewterreport.com. He puts the cue in quality. It is Josh Capo. Josh, thanks for joining the show this afternoon. How are you doing, man? I'm well, Matt. How about yourself? I am great. Uh, had a very fun weekend, spending some time with family. We'll continue to do so on the 4th of July tomorrow. So very excited. I uh, want to say hello to everybody in the chat. What up, pewter people? Uh, Shaggy asking a question, current or all time. I made my list in current Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But if we want to uh, you know, extend it to all time Buccaneers, feel free to put some in the chat. We'll also talk about some Buccaneers topics um, as well, if you have any questions, we're happy to answer them on today's show. Before we get into the list of what Buccaneers you would want to bring or invite to a barbecue, Josh Capo has been doing a fantastic job um, just doing rankings of every single you know position that the Bucs have. Uh, his last couple of ones have been about the NFC South as well, um, and these most recent ones were the coaching staff and then just the overall team outlook. And Josh, we'll start with the team outlook. But we'll get to the coaches in just a moment. You had the New Orleans Saints ranked first, followed by your Tampa Bay Buccaneers, then the Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers. Uh, just for the Peter people, let's get your thought process behind all of it. Yeah, so technically the rankings were – so I went position group by position group, right? Yes. Um, starting with quarterback, worked all the way to even specialists, right, which uh, we jokingly talk about in our group chat. That's my favorite one is to do about yeah. <laughs> punters. Um, but, no, we did kickers and punters and then the, the coaching staff. So as I went through, um, I created kind of – call it a, a PFF rating for each position group for each team. Um, and then I have a weighting system for – 
you know, each position group. So I don't think it'll surprise anybody. The quarterback position group is probably is rated the heaviest out of all of them. Um, and so by the time I got to the end with the coaching staff, it kind of gave me a full team um, grade, you know, um, and so the Saints ended up ranking the highest. And the reason for that, just without going into like each individual position group, it, it came down to the Saints getting the number one nod because for my quarterback rankings, they have by far the best quarterback room in the NFC South as of right now. Um, so Derek Carr recently still had very good seasons, obviously he had a bad season last year, um, but his bad season last year was better than the other three NFC South quarterbacks, you know, Bryce Young, who we assume will be the starter for the uh, Panthers. Um, he hasn't played in the NFL yet. You have to discount that, the rookie discount. Um, Baker Mayfield did not have a great season. You look at the last three seasons, um, Cars outplayed him in all three except maybe 2020. Um, and then Desmond Ritter has like just a few games under his belt, and they weren't that fantastic. Right. And the quarterback's the most important position on the field. Right. And generally speaking, if you're betting games, you want to go with if you're taking the money line, you want to take the team with the better quarterback. Uh, so that right there, combined with the fact that the Saints will still have a very good defense last year, second half of the season, I think they were like top three in EPA per play allowed. Um, Dennis Allen, for all of his faults as a head coach, is still a great defensive mind. So when you have a, a reasonable projection for a good defense with the best quarterback in the division that typically is going to give you a really good foundation for the number one ranking in that division um bucks in second by virtue of a really round well-rounded uh roster um especially on the defensive side of the ball i would say the best defense in the the division and there's a lot of variance with the bucks on the offensive side of the ball i could see them ranking top 12 mm -hmm. in the nfl i could see them ranking bottom four you know, and with that much variance, um, you know, that that brings down their ranking a little bit more because you have to hedge a little bit towards, you know, um, safety on those. So, kind of. Yeah, I, I think that's totally a fair assessment. I mean, quarterback, as we know, is the most important position in all of the NFL. So if you have the leader in that clubhouse, that's certainly going to give you an advantage. And I think we all know going into this. Before you even read the article, which, again, I would recommend I put it in the chat before so you could check it out. But even if before you read the article, you could probably go off the top of your head. Probably, you know, Bucks fans would have Bucks first, Saints yep. second. Saints fans would have Saints first and then Bucks second. I don't think there's really any discussion about who's in the top two. And I think what if you were making the argument for the, the Saints is overall roster wise, coaching wise, even with Sean Payton you know, departing and retiring and then going to uh, Denver where he is now, there seems to be a baseline level of consistency with the saints where even if they're not at their best, when they didn't have the quarterback situation figured out, they were still going to be a thorn in your side. They're still going to give you very difficult games where the bucks at their ceiling with Tom Brady and Gronk there and everybody else, the bucks at their ceiling at their absolute best, I think would defeat the Saints at their absolute best when it really comes down to it. But you can't play that card in this type of, you know, discussion and overall ranking. So I think this year it would make it super, super interesting with all new quarterbacks and, you know, Bowles going into his second year. Allen still, you know, young in his coaching career with the Saints, because based on this, how this year goes, you might be able to flip it depending on the quarterback play alone. Absolutely. And I think you brought up a really great point. I would take um, the reasoning you just gave for the teams and I would stretch that to the quarterbacks. 
I think high end Baker probably has a, a higher high end than Derek Carr, but mm -hmm. Derek Carr, I would say has a, a higher uh, floor. So what are you bet betting on? Um, the funny thing is, and I really wish, you know, with, with all of these superhero worlds and everything, the, the Spider-Verse and whatnot, parallel <laughs> universes, right? DC yes. just did it with the Flash. I want to see the parallel universe where Baker went to the Saints and Carr came to the Bucks, and see how Bucks fans then twist themselves into the knots talking about how Carr's the better quarterback, <laughs> right? Because you know what happened with a lot of Bucks fans. Um, so the thing is, it, it's, it was so close. I mean, all four yeah. teams, the Panthers were a little bit further down, but the difference between the first-ranked uh, first Saints for me and the third-ranked Falcons was 2.1 points on a scale of 0 to 100. Wow. So that, it's a really close, and the Bucks were one and a half off the Saints, so a little bit closer to the Falcons. But, I mean, at that point, you're talking coin flips, right? Which yeah. I think honest analysts talk about the NFC South is completely open, and this backed that up. I think that's absolutely the best way to say it is that NFC, NFC South is wide open. Like you'd be crazy to be like, this team is the definitive favorite. You can point to certain things like we just talked about who you would bet on if, if that was the case, but yeah, still a very long way to go. Just call me MK says hit the thumbs up the like button for these guys. LFG bucks. Let's freaking go bucks fans. Flash Gordon is team uh, Baker in this debate for of Baker versus Derek Carr saying Baker Mayfield has a stronger arm, a quick release. He's a playmaker. Uh, Carr has some accuracy, a decent arm, but is just a game manager. And then Al Bundy is on the other side of it saying Carr is the better QB by far. So differences of opinion there. Your other article, which we uh, talked about, or uh, which I mentioned, the coaching staffs, ranking mm -hmm. the overall coaching staffs. And this is a little bit of a different order than the overall team rankings. So listen up, Peter people. You have the Carolina Panthers with the new head coach, Frank Reich. Well, he's been a coach before, but newly with the Panthers. And Frank Reich uh, as number one. Followed that up by the Atlanta Falcons and Arthur Smith. Then you have the Saints coming in third. And your Tampa Bay Buccaneers, led by Todd Bowles, in fourth place, Josh, would you care to explain uh, these rankings? Sure. And this is one where it's like they're, it's not the entire group is really close. You have one very standout coaching staff, and that is the Panthers. Um, and then the, the other three are very close. And what that came down to is Frank Reich is the only head coach in the division with a winning record. Um, <laughs> it's like 546. Everybody like else is low 400s, right? Um, and, and, you know, he just got a raw deal in Indy. Um, he had a GM who is patchworking that quarterback position, which we just talked about how uh, important it is. And he had a winning record with a different quarterback every year. He was a head coach there. And we're wow. talking about Jacoby Brissett winning record, right? He were, uh, may not have been winning record that year, but still very competitive. Um, he had one year of Andrew Luck. He had Jacoby Brissett. He had the, the ghost of... Um, uh, Philip Rivers, oh, yeah, the, the ghost of the ghost of Carson Wentz, <laughs> and then a completely washed up Matt Ryan. And and with the exception of, of Ryan, where that year he was like a midseason by an impatient owner, um, he was still able to make it work, you know, with good offenses almost every single year, solid defenses. He attracted good head coaches who um, have moved on to uh, bigger and better things themselves. I think two of his coordinators are now. Um, uh, head coaches. I could be wrong about that. I think a bit one or two. I, I know his defensive 
coordinator from two years ago is now the head coach in the Bears. Um, so just and he's recruited very good coaches for the Panthers, right? So yeah. there, I'm very confident that that is the best coaching staff in the division. Then you look at the other three, just kind of looking at the head coaches. All three of them are specialists when it comes to um, their ability on one side of the ball. T- Todd Bowles and Dennis Allen are amazing defensive-minded coaches, and Arthur Smith has put together great offenses with spare parts um, quite a bit. You know, and so all three of them, you, they've got that niche. Mm-hmm. None of them have been able to show that they can manage the other side of the ball well enough or recruit somebody who's done really well in that regard. And so that's where the question marks happen. Why the Bucks fourth versus the other two? It starts with, the, again, the winning record. Todd Bowles has the worst winning percentage as a head coach out of the three. It's not by much, but it's by a little bit. And then um, Dave Canales has no track record as a play caller. Yeah. And then the thing that I think most Bucks fans will really enjoy this, the thing, it, it was like dead heat between the Saints and the Bucks for third. And then I looked at Keith Armstrong as the special teams coordinator. <laughs> and unfortunately, Armstrong hasn't had a special teams um, ranked above like 25th in his entire tenure with the Bucks. And you look at the other three teams in the division, all three of their special teams coordinators typically rank top five if, or top 10, if not top five. So that kind of gave the the nod to the Saints there um, in terms of eking out that third place finish in the coaching ranking, rankings. Sorry, Keith Armstrong, but I mean, these are the facts. <laughs> so is it fair to say for with Bowles, for example, that your belief is that the players have really elevated Bowles in the sense of what they were able to accomplish last year, which was win the division because they didn't, didn't even have a winning record. Because like in fairness, Arthur Smith, who is ranked second on this list, you know, there was talks about whether Arthur Smith would still be coaching the, you know, the Falcons for this season. Is it is it just a matter of the Falcons haven't really figured out their their quarterback situation either? Or how do you look at it? I, I think it's partly that. I think the Falcons had a very functional offense last year with Marcus Mariota at the helm and eventually Desmond Ritter. I think Arthur Smith on that side of the ball gets the most out of his players. Yeah, I think Todd Bowles, for the most part, gets the most out of his players on the defensive side of the ball, but it doesn't always translate that way. And I think yeah, you look at where everybody was predicting the Bucks to be at the beginning of last season, right? 12 true. Wins, Very 13 true. wins. Yeah. I think if you would have presented an eight-win Bucks team, they would have said that's below the floor, Yeah, right? That's the below the floor of what this team uh, is going to do. So then to get to eight and nine, some culpability has to be on that head coach. So if anything, I would say Bulls got the least out of his team last year, right? Out of the talent he had. And I think that factors into those rankings as well. You could say the same thing for Dennis Allen to a certain degree. Um, But I think, again, at least on the offensive side of the ball, I think Arthur Smith definitely elevated. Um, and then his new defensive coordinator is actually the defensive coordinator from the Saints last year mm-hmm. who had a very good defense. Now, how much of that was him? This is kind of like the um, uh, chicken or the egg. Well, I was going to say very similar to Kansas City and their offensive coordinator who's now Eric Bieniemy. Yeah. yeah, Eric Bieniemy, right? How much do you separate Bieniemy from the head coach who obviously had a lot to do with that game plan um, from Andy Reid? Similar can be said for the Saints last year in terms of the defense, the defensive coordinator, and Dennis Allen as the head coach. We'll see. The Saints, or I'm sorry, the Falcons invested a lot in their defense this year. They've got a lot of talent. They've got a guy who, in his one year as the the defensive coordinator, um, had a pretty good defense. Now we'll see if he can do it absent 
Dennis Allen. Yeah, all really fair points. The um, as Wayne Hankinson says, Bowles is a bad head coach, and Shaggy says Bowles hasn't proven anything as head coach, New York Jets or Tampa Bay. Uh, the last question I have on this with Todd Bowles going into this season, what do you want to see him improve on as a head coach? We know what he can do with the defense, but overall as a head coach, because I know for me, it's a lot of the in-game management stuff, like the huge snafu with the, with the Cleveland Browns. That's what it is for me, but I'm curious what you think about it. Yeah, I would say um, that would be the number one thing for me as well. Right. You know, um, fourth, fourth down decision-making go for it, field goal decision-making that type of stuff. Uh, Matt, you know, I'm heavy into belief in analytics and, Todd Bowles has not proven to be that, at least when it comes to the in-game management. So I would love to see an improvement, a step forward, a little bit more aggressiveness there. Um, And I think that that can go a long way towards stealing some points throughout the season. And you steal enough points, you're going to steal a game or two here or there. And over a 17-game schedule, one or two extra wins, that's a huge, huge difference. Yeah, a lot of question marks with – Really a fair amount of coaches uh, here in the NFC South. More than one may be on the hot seat, depending on how the year goes. Up to three. All these teams. Yeah, yeah up to three. Yeah. I was going to say, with the exception, the exception, excuse me, of Frank Reich, who just got hired and has the best track record out of all of them, everyone else could be on the hot seat. And odds are one of them could be gone because, you know, not many divisions have all four teams with winning records all lobbying for a playoff spot. It almost happened with like the NFC East last year, but not typically uh, something you see too much. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's all. And that goes back to the aggressiveness, right? If you know your job's on the line, go for it, right? Don't settle for the field goal that that doesn't improve your winning percentage that much. Like coach, like your job's on the line. Cause I think for three of these guys, it is. It absolutely is. And it is. Also time for something that we do at 420 on every single Monday. It is Roll Call. We love our fans, the pewter people. Uh, We appreciate everyone that uh, watches these shows, whether you listen to it on audio, on Spotify, wherever podcasts can be found, whether you're watching with us right now on YouTube. So we we love to interact with our, our fans as much as we possibly can. And we do that in one way. Uh, on Mondays, we do roll call at 420. And what we do is we start talking about a Bucks topic. We'll get into the, um, you know. I've got a rant topic of. Okay. All right. Josh has a rant. Even better. Um, so what we're going to do is Josh is going to go on a rant. And as he is uh, ranting, we are going to put up the location of where you were watching from. So feel free to put it in the chat, just like Wayne Hankinson's did, watching from Northport florida and richard with beverly hills california start putting in your locations we'll put it up on the screen and uh senator the floor is yours all righty so the the topic of today is which bucks would you invite to a backyard barbecue in honor of july 4th you and i kind of went over our lists right before we came on here lots of overlap and then i brought up a name that kind of surprised you and i think it may set some bucks fans off so let's just throw it out there so if you're, you're going to have a barbecue, you want to bring some personality, right? And one of the best personalities on the Bucks team is currently persona non grata with the fans, but I'm bringing Devin White. I mean, he wow. has a magnetic personality. He naturally brings people in. 
he is, he, you know, he's, he, he's a good speaker. Everybody enjoys being around him in terms of his teammates. It's part of the reason why he's become a captain on this team. So why wouldn't you want to bring somebody not to mention, you want to bring somebody who's going to make you have some opinions. You're going to want to bring somebody who's going to make you want to potentially disagree with them a little bit. These are the things that make backyard barbecues fun. So I'm bringing Devin white to my backyard barbecue, not to mention, um, Aside from this podcast, I actually don't like to talk that much. And Devin's going to really? do all the talking. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm a bit of an introvert by nature. Um, so Devin, Devin's going to do all the talking, which means I have to do less. Now, I know a lot of people are going to bring up like offensive linemen. I'm not bringing a single offensive lineman to my barbecue because I like to eat. And those, those guys are going to take all the food. <laughs> so, you know, you got to think about this strategically. So instead of offensive linemen, I'm going for Devin White, who I'm hoping is trying to, you know, be like a svelte 235. He's got to watch his calorie intake. And I'm eating while he's talking. And this is going to be a perfect barbecue. So if I, first of all, bold, bold statement Thank you. with Devin Thank White. You. But if you take out the anger with Bucks fans or the anger that Bucks fans have at him. Right. And the overall saga that's gone on with the overall, you know, contract and, and, and everything like that. Uh, Shaggy says it's coach Canals. Absolutely. He absolutely is. But if I were to make the case for Devin, what I would say is one, he became a captain, like in his second year with the team, he's always been a guy, even going back to LSU, the younger kid who comes in and he's friends with all of like the older guys, you said like conversationalist, so he can fit in right away. He knows just how to mesh well with people. And if you're bringing someone new to a party and everyone automatically loves that person, you get a lot of brownie points as well too, for like, Hey, sick invite. Next time I'm going to tell you to bring the rest of the defense or like right. whatever the case may be. So there will not be a shortage of conversation with Devin white. Um, at the barbecue, whether you're hosting or whether you're bringing Devin White um, to said barbecue. Another factor in all of this, now Devin would have to sign off on it. If you know you're going to a party, there's going to be a lot of kids. You want some fun activities for the kids. Devin has a stable of horses. And now if Devin, if Devin agreed to bring his horse to the party, the kids are going to love that. If your parent is like, oh, hey, little Jimmy, little Johnny, little Janie, Let's you want to go, go yeah. to uh, – a barbecue that's going to be a horse. The kids are going to get excited. They're going to be super happy. That's another element to all of this. If Devin could bring his horse. I love it. I think that's fantastic. I'm bringing Devin. I'm bringing the, I'm bringing the characters. I'm bringing Baker. I'm hoping he's feeling dangerous, right? These are the things yeah. that I absolutely, I think is going to make for a great barbecue. So you've, uh, you swayed me on it a little bit. Uh, there's certainly negatives to it, but you know, we're going to keep the show positive. It's a fun hypothetical Charlie Abraham saying, is this a potluck? This could be any situation you want it to be. There's no strict parameters on this ruling. You could be hosting the party. You could be going to a party and bringing someone. The food can already be cooked. You might be the one cooking the food. Doesn't matter. Choose your own reality. We're going to have fun with this episode. So, uh, you know, that's exactly what we're going for. Um, the number one person, I think, and I know you said that you don't want to bring an offensive lineman, but this guy is a grilling, cooking connoisseur, and he loves smoking meats. He loves cooking. I want him to be the grill master if I'm hosting a barbecue party or a 4th of July barbecue. 
That's Ryan Jensen. This man knows how to cook. He knows how to cook for a lot of people. He, um, you know, he'll fire up the grill. He might even bring two grills. He might even bring a smoker or something as well. And because he's a big guy, he knows how to cook in bulk. If you have a big group of people coming, Jensen also loves everything, cooking ribs, whatever it may be. He also is a sweetheart off of the field. On the field, you know, he pushes the line. He'll get an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. He'll also force an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. But then you get him, uh, you know, you get him off the field. He obviously, he does a lot for um, our armed forces and the troops and everything like that. So, you know, he's already a patriotic guy. So the 4th of July may be Ryan Jensen's favorite holiday just because of his appreciation and admiration for the armed forces. I think Ryan Jensen is like the ultimate Bucks player that you want to bring to a, uh, to a cookout. That's a great point. And, and I think Charlie Abraham's had a great point to go along with Jensen and just the rest of the, uh, the linemen who I'm a little concerned about consuming all the food, but he said, Josh, the O-line might bring a lot of food. And now you're talking, Charlie. And now you've got me swayed over to the other side. Yeah. I, I definitely think Jensen, again, it goes to that personality, the character, I think, great character i think he'd be a lot of fun and then the fact that he's going to help prepare the food i'm absolutely on board with that as well so (laughs) everyone in the chat feel free to like draw up these scenarios too because i love this by shaggy jensen rolling up with the trailer like that would absolutely (laughs) be hilarious i'm not going to make this whole show about like the offensive linemen and they that they can eat a lot and things like this but hear me out for my next explanation. And then, Josh, if you have someone after that, uh, sure. feel free to uh, you know, uh, nominate your champion, as uh, they would do in Game of Thrones. But the reason I'm picking this guy is for a couple of reasons. And that, of course, mm-hmm. would be the other man that was on the, uh, on the title here, Tristan Wirfs. And here's why specifically. We know big offensive linemen, big guys can eat, all of that, all of that good stuff. Yep. But let's remember, let's go down memory lane just a little bit, shall we, Josh? When Tristan Wirfs was nominated for the Pro Bowl last year, and it was the first year that they weren't doing a game, they were doing all these different, you know, tricks and events and stuff like that. Tristan was asked, what competition would you like to do? And he said, I would like to do the wing eating competition. And we all know what the 4th of July, the hot dog competition, Joey right. Chestnut. Joey Chestnut. And Tristan Wirfs also <laughs> in that same story said when he was a kid, I don't remember what holiday weekend it was, but he won a pie eating contest. It was something where like it was first person to eat the pie in front of them. So it wasn't like he had to down 25 of them. But nonetheless, he is a competitive eater, and he has competitive eating on the mind. I would love to see a matchup where it's Tristan Wirfs. It's like when they have Kobayashi versus a grizzly bear. But it's like <laughs> Tristan Wirfs against, like, five other people at the barbecue. I think that would be that would be an excellent, excellent matchup to watch. Oh, my gosh. That would be amazing. I, I would be completely down for that. And, and I'm going to take this. Uh, tangentially to the bucks but you can't think of like a cooking themed topic and not think of a great thing that would have been done at this uh rest in peace is like a what's cooking with mark yeah that would be like the coolest thing to do at that part party or at that barbecue 
Um, you know, he'd have the, the big hat and everything like that. Yes, he'd he get, would. He'd get the players to say all sorts of crazy stuff. So that, that like when, when you told me the topic for today, like that was the very first thing my mind went to. And I just wanted to give a shout out to a pewter reporter. A great, a pewter report. Great. Mark. Cook. Yeah. So, yeah. Pewter report legend. Yep. Um, another one that I would bring just cause I always find him to be um, just, just a really, again, for me, it's about the personality. It's about the, the conversation like Jamel Dean. Like the don't confidence. Make a scene. I had him on the list as well. Yeah. Don't, you know, just the confidence. I think he'd just be a really great dude to hang out with. Right. So I'm bringing Jamel Dean. I'm, I'm staying very defensive. Like I'm bringing the defense. Scott Reynolds needs to, to listen to this because he's always yelling at me. I'm all about offense, but yeah, Jamel Dean would definitely make my list. Just confident guy. Just seems like he, he's cool to chat about anything. I just think he, he'd be real low key, just great conversationalist. Um, and he's definitely somebody I'm bringing with me. Yeah, he's super personable. And again, when when you talk about these barbecues and cookouts and and Fourth of July theme and, and everything like that, there are multiple elements that go into it. And Jamel has been a great player for the Bucks first and foremost because that's most important. But he's also been super super fun with um, you know just various comments that he's made about himself or the team and and everything like that. And I, where I think he would be most fun to hang out with, obviously, you know, just chopping it up during the day. But remember, at night, that's when the fireworks come out. And I would love to see his reaction to certain... I, I can just imagine some of the comments he would make about when a, you know, when this firework pops off or this looks like that. Or, I don't know, I could see him making some joke because, you know, when the first initial firework goes off, no one expects it. And everyone's like, oh, 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 my God. And I could see him saying something like, what, they do this every 15 minutes at Raymond James Stadium. Like, you know, I can do <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Like, they're always firing the cannon. Oh, my God, that's so true. <laughs> like, this is nothing for me. I just call this Sunday, you know? It just happens to be on a Wednesday. But oh, that for, is awesome. for those that might not be as familiar with Jamel and his personality and things like that, he had two fantastic answers during um, mandatory minicamp when he spoke to the media. The first one, he was asked about who's the fastest player on the team. And uh, this was his response to it. You know, I'm always fast, so, <laughs> so you know, I'm just trying to, like, speed up my game process. So, I'm, I'm seeing the game better. I'm more confident now. So, I'm just looking forward to how the season goes. Jamel, are you still the fastest Buccaneer? Oh, well, definitely, man. <laughs> Nobody's not beating you on the team. Is there anybody close? Trey Palmer's got a fast 40 yeah. time. Is there any newcomers that have... Oh, no, man. It's kind of hard to see people from behind when they're behind me, so... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, I still believe that there's still stuff to accomplish, so I'm not not gonna hold back. I'm still wanna improve my game because I still wanna get Pro Bowl and also under my belt, but that's like my motivation to keep going and get better. Just add a little tweak so nobody have a B on this. Yeah. Is there gonna be another competition this year between the corners and the safeties for who gets more interceptions? Oh season? most definitely. Like I might even start that up like right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but just the way that he said, uh, it's kind of hard to look at people when they're behind me. It's just like, a, you know, an all-time. That's uh, it. An all, he said, it's kind of hard to look at people when they're behind me, you know, because he's the fastest everyone. He, he, he can't turn around. Um, he also had a very funny response with the creamsicles where uh, he's he's not doing a jersey swap. You know, I'm so excited to wear those, man. I've been waiting for years to wear them. I'm like, man, 
<laughs> I hope I'm on the team. Maybe Brandy Jerry's out. So, you know, it's exciting because once I get it, I'm keeping it forever. Like, no jersey swap. I'm not jersey swap. Rare piece of item right now. Like, uh -huh. we went like almost a decade without without them. Mm -hmm. So now when you see them bring it back, you're like, oh, we miss seeing these. And then you got to keep them because you don't know when the next time we're going to bring them back. Of course, if you're going to a uh, 4th of July cookout, barbecue, or whatever it is Ooh. you are doing tomorrow, make sure you bring some Celsius with you. Of course, Celsius is the official sponsor of the Peter Report podcast. Make Celsius your number one pick. There are a variety and assortment of flavors from the Oasis vibe to the sparkling orange and sparkling lemon lime. I like the cucumber lime as well. Can't go wrong with the strawberry lemonade. And personally, Arctic Vibe is my personal favorite. But so many different flavors. If you want to know where to uh, find a Celsius energy drink, go to the Celsius store locator on their website. Punch in your address, and it'll give you the closest geographical location to uh, find one at your local Walmart, Target, your convenience store, or your bodega. And then once you keep going to your bodegas, and you're like, I love getting a singular can of Celsius energy drinks, but I want more. That's great because Celsius has got you covered. Go over to Amazon, click on the subscribe and save and start getting them in bulk. I'd recommend getting the variety pack because why have one flavor of Celsius when you can have so many different flavors and varieties of spice of life. So go to Amazon, do that subscribe and save. You can have it sent to your residence every uh, week, month, quarterly, yearly, whenever you want it. So make Celsius your number one pick. Celsius, the official energy drink of the Pewter Report podcast josh is there anyone else that you have on your list in terms of uh bringing bucks to a barbecue or uh inviting one yeah. to your own i've got one but i'm pretty sure you just solved a mystery bud did I? so i think you did um so we all know that jamal dean just re-signed this off season and nobody saw it coming because we all thought that for the how well he played last year he priced himself out of the bucks market and yet the Bucks were able to get him on a contract most analysts, myself included, thought Jamel Dean took a discount. And now we know why. He wasn't able to play in the creamsicles on his rookie contract. Yeah. <laughs> the Bucks let him know, hey, Jamel, we're bringing the creamsicles back this year. Boom. Gave him the hometown discount. That actually you, makes a lot of sense. I can tell believe you that. that. You just solved it. This, is a, this was a wow. mystery that's been bothering me for months. I appreciate you taking this off of my mind. So Robert Downey Jr., give me a call. I'll be in the next Sherlock movie. There you go. I like it. Um, anyway, the next guy I'm bringing. So uh, we went to the we went to the Senior Bowl, right? We did. And um, I think one of the cool kind of um, human interest stories that came out of the Senior Bowl is there was a an attendee who got a chance to go to was it like Chipotle for the first time. Like he didn't have Chipotle's near him. I can't remember if that was the restaurant. There was some like, you know, quasi sit down fast food restaurant. And he got to go there for the first time because they had one in Mobile. And he actually wrote a review about it. So if you've got somebody who's willing to write a review about the food they're consuming, I want them at my barbecue because I like feedback and I want to know how good of a chef I am or a cook or a grill master or whatever you want to call it. So mm -hmm. I'm bringing Cody Mock. All right. You know what? He is someone that obviously instantly brings attention because he's missing his two front teeth. 
And he has a lot of skills around him as well. He plays the violin. He did that Napoleon Dynamite, um, you know, the the dance that Napoleon does in the movie, if anyone's seen it. Um, super, super humble type of guy, you know, coming from, from uh, North Dakota, you know. Um, I think he would be an excellent guest. He is someone, like you said, the, the Yelp reviews. I think the biggest thing for all of these barbecues and, and everything like that, at least for me personally, it's it's all about the vibes. You want a good vibes type of guy and like how they'll fit in that way. And I think Cody Malk is an excellent representation of that. And again, like the linemen, you know, they're going to bring some type of great food because he is a humble guy. He's not going to show up empty handed. I'm just curious what it is that he would uh, be bringing to the group. But yeah, he'll review about it later. He'll He'll give you a, a full breakdown, meal by meal, what worked, what didn't work. Uh, I think yep. it's a great pick. Thank you. Thank you. I figured out it was Walk-Ons. He did a he did a review for Walk-Ons yeah. while he was in uh, Mobile, so that was it. I mean, he went into the atmosphere. He he gives very detailed feedback on that. So yeah, absolutely. He now does. I I think the big question, Matt, and I'd love to get your take on this. Obviously, we're talking about who we're bringing, but what are you cooking, and what is your preferred method? of cooking your barbecue meat oh uh that's a good question so i'm not the best cook like i can cook but i mostly cook to survive (laughs) (laughs) i cook because i have to you know (laughs) i can make your standards whatever I would never nominate myself to be like the grill master um, or, or anything like that. I think there's people that are way more capable of doing it. Like I can do it, but I don't think I want everyone to have the best time possible, which probably means me not being in charge of the food. Fair enough. Fair if, enough. If we're, and I'm a big dessert. <laughs> I'd be bringing the pies. I'd be, be bringing like the cannolis. Some ice cream, but maybe not for the 4th of July because, you know, it's going to melt in two seconds unless we leave it inside. So, yeah, I I would be in charge of dessert. But if it was my choice, I mean, 4th of July, you got to do hamburger and hot dog. That's just a staple of the holiday in general. I think a rack of ribs would be awesome. There you go. Yep. Um, Yeah, I think that would be a lot of fun. Those would be my main three. Got to throw some corn in there as well as a side. Uh, What are you what are you going with? So, so for me, it's big. Like I like to do staples plus, right? So the staples, you know, you got your burgers, you got your hot dogs, the corn, like you said, um, probably like barbecue chicken. I think somebody put por- pulled pork in there. I'm loving that. But then like, I'm the type of guy, like if I'm going to grill, um, because I don't get an opportunity to do it very often, just because I just don't, I don't have the time. Yeah. Wish I did. Um, So then I'm going all out. So there's going to be like some New York strips. There's going to be like a brisket. There's going, I'm putting, I'm, I'm literally just going to walk through the meat and seafood department and grab everything. And then I'm throwing it all on there. And then as far as like my preferred uh, method, um, I know so many people love charcoal, but like I'm Hank Hill in it. Right. Like I want propane and propane propane accessories, propane accessories, because I want a nice even cook to it. So I'm going propane and I'm just, I'm basically the entire meat department. Let's go. Oh, what? Dying of bobbin? <laughs> I bring you it. Have, hold on. Do, can you do, um, oh God, Boomhauer? 
Well, you're talking real fast. Like, <laughs> like, you really just talk really fast. And, oh, I think the Buccaneers are going to get in second place this year. <laughs> oh, that's, I love being on with you, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I, dude, I freaking love King of the Hill. Um, some of the things that this certain character can't, you can't say on the show, but Hank's dad, I find hilarious, Cotton. And I was also thinking about this the other day, or like two days ago, I was at the beach. And I, was, I, don't, I don't know how this came up, but um, I was thinking of uh, Curious George. You know the monkey? Yeah. Curious George kind of looks like Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that like got into my head. <laughs> I haven't thought about Curious George in like 15 years, but it. Oh it, like, my god. Oh, uh, God. Jack, Jackie said smoked ribs and brisket, barbecue chicken, burgers, dogs, beans, potato salad, corn. That's an excellent, excellent uh, spread there. Charlie said. When should pork. I be there, Shaggy? Just yeah, let me yeah. Know. Let us know, Shaggy. Uh, Shaggy also said, Bobby, if you weren't my boy, uh, <laughs> I'd hug you. Uh, oh, I fantastic. Love, I, yeah, that show is so freaking fun. That show, and we'll get back to the topic in just a minute, but that show is very, like, it's definitely a dry sense of humor, and if you understand its type of humor, I think you love the show. Oh, yeah. But if you don't get the humor at all, you're like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Well, so, see, uh, and this also plays into, like, for me, like, I think King of the Hill is one of those, like, it's it's almost an acquired taste. Yes, First very couple much. times... There's there's a subset of the population that I think first couple times they're like yeah I got it this is amazing, but the majority of their fans it's like the first few episodes you're like why is this on? But yeah. the more, <laughs> I, I throw it in there like Napoleon Dynamite for me like the first time I watched Napoleon Dynamite I'm like what are we doing here like yeah. this is the dumbest. Then I watched it the second time and I start picking up things that I've missed the first time, and and the the funny just keeps coming. And so each time I watch it, it's funnier than the last. And I think King of the Hills is, is that way um, as well. Yeah. Um, somebody had a really great comment right at the beginning. And, they, and we don't have to go back and pull it up. But they basically said, like, current roster or all-time. And I know you and I both built our current roster, guys. But if you've got two all-time bucks you're bringing, who are they? All start, of course. Okay. Yep. All start. I think Sap would be really entertaining. I think he'd have like a ton of great stories. Yeah, uh, maybe probably Ronde, probably Ronde, because I think you can get the same amount of stories and it wouldn't be, let's just say, overboard. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd say All Star and Ronde. So for me, uh, I'm doing Ronde again. The stories, I think he's a really great storyteller. From the few times I've gotten a chance to to talk with him, um, and I'm bringing Brooks. Because I think yeah. Brooks is actually really, really funny as well. I go back to like, uh, this going way back, but like he had that great NFL commercial where he's on the bus with all the kids and he's like, who's your favorite player? Mr. Derek Brooks. <laughs> I like the one kid got like the number of like all pros wrong and he just like snap looks at the kid and the kid's like, oh shit. <laughs> and I just, I could see like Brooks doing something like that at the barbecue and I would die like that, would, that be good. would be amazing that'd be good charlie says yo my neighbor's giving me 14 separate hot sauces that he's making at home and i'm super excited you guys that's awesome charlie you could uh do your own episode of uh hot stuff or hot ones you absolutely the other thing i'm thinking about like charlie if you've got a twitter handle please like send it to me because yeah, please i tag would us love in it. yeah yeah and i would love for you like to live tweet trying all 14 of them that would be amazing entertainment for me 
And I'm always yeah. looking for that. And then uh, another guy, I think he's like an automatic answer, kind of like how Ryan Jensen was, as Wayne says, Gronk. Like, Gronk, automatic guy you'd want to have there for obvious reasons. Uh, Christopher Oxentine says Hardy Nickerson. So, yeah, feel free to put in your all-time bucks that you'd want to invite to a barbecue. Uh, I'm going to get back on track here with the guy that I would love to go to his barbecue. And, of course, I would love to invite him as well. And that is the greatest offensive player in Buccaneers history. Mike Evans. We know that Mike is the most giving, thoughtful man in the Tampa Bay area. Um, great charity events, whether it's the bowling, whether it's the golf, the gal that comes with it, the youth camps. I think if Mike had one at his house, I'm just, I'm just predicting like giant tents, multiple grills, many different games. He'd have stuff for the kids as well, like a balloon maker or a cotton candy machine, like. It wouldn't just be, hey, barbecue at Mike Evans' house. It'd be like Mike Evans' fest. They'd have to call it some type of festival or, or, yep. or something like that. Not to mention he's probably sending you home with like a, a swag bag. Yes, yeah, yeah. You're probably going home with the swag bag. Um, I would also love it if Mike is my guest and we're going to, let's just say, a friend's barbecue. In my, in my world, in this fantasy – the guest I'm going to has an outdoor basketball court, like not a full court, just like a half court or whatever. Yeah. And you know, Mike is going to be putting up jumpers the whole time shooting. So like you could get into a game of horse with Mike. You could get into a game of, uh, of knockout as well. I think he would be the ultimate guest. He'd bring, uh, you know, he'd bring great food or maybe like some type of dessert or a, a, a nice wine that the, that the host would really appreciate. But I just think his house would be like a ton of – like there would be so many different things going on. It's like in this section of the backyard, you have cornhole, <laughs> uh, jang- like the big Jenga set. Yeah. And this and this. In this section, you have like – I could see Mike renting out – I've seen that at Tampa Bay Rowdies games. You rent out this like truck and inside it, there's like a couple of different video games because we know Mike's a big video game guy. Right. So he would have like in this section of the backyard, the video games in this section, the ax throwing, And there would be like so many different things that you could go to. It sounds to me like you've already figured out Mike Evans second career, uh, career is going to be like party planner. Yes. An event planner. He's going to do what the stepbrothers couldn't at the Catalina. <laughs> <Line Mixer>. Yes. <laughs> Oh my God, that's amazing. Yes. (laughs) Now, you had mentioned cornhole, right? Yes. So, who would you pick for your cornhole team out of all these players that that we're bringing to the barbecue? Because cornhole is like a a barbecue pastime, right? Yeah. Yes. Cornhole tournaments. And you know, because you've got professional athletes, everybody's going to get super competitive about it. Yes. So, who are you bringing? I, I so this is a little bit of a cheating answer because in the Bucks locker room they don't have cornhole but they have this game where it's essentially a cornhole board and you take like this sticky dart thing and you like try to land it on the board and then you try to take another dart and you can either land it on the board as well or you can like stick it onto the sticky thing that's already on right. the board. I don't it's I know I'm not explaining it that well. But typically the wide receivers would play that game. It would be the wide receivers and then like Devin White. So I think I'm either taking Devin or Chris Godwin. Godwin was pretty good at it. He's the ultimate teammate. I mean, he switched his numbers just so Tom Brady can come in. If you're talking about team chemistry, I think Chris Godwin has to be the answer. That's a good one. Um, For me, I'm doing Baker 
Yeah, right? I think a quarterback too, just like accuracy. You, you got to assume that. And then I'm Jensen because I know he's going to do some shady underhanded shit to make sure that we win. Yeah. And I'm fine with this. <laughs> this is definitely uh, within my realm of okay. Yeah. Like Jensen's <laughs> the guy who's like, you've got Evans on your team and Evans is going to line up the throw. And Jensen's like blowing in his ear, right? Or like kicking his heel or something like that to yeah. really screw with him. I could see that <laughs> happening. And I want that on my team. Yeah, I think – I think uh, that those are that's a really good choice uh, for that one in particular. I have three more guys to get to, okay. Um, but two, I'm going to lump them together because they're great friends off the field and they play along the defensive line. So my next two picks are going to be uh, friend of the program who was part of the Bucks training camp diary, Pat O'Connor. There we go. As one of my picks. Of course, that's when he infamously blocked the punt. And then Vita Vea. So Vita, I think for the obvious reasons, big guy is going to bring great food or at least provide some source of like entertainment in terms of like, oh my God, like let's see how much he can eat like in one sitting. Uh, but really just like, again, I think he'd be a very, very gracious guest. Wouldn't come empty handed, but have something pretty cool. Pat O'Connor, I think, would be a lot of fun for um, a number of reasons. Like, he's an all-time locker room guy. He's been on the team with years, and some of his best friends are Vita Bea, star player, Levante David, who's been there longer than anyone else. Actually, Levante's on this list as well, so I have four guys. Um, but also, if you watch a lot of the Bucks, um, like social media, when guys are, you know, talking to the phone of, of the social media person that has it, or just – going to games or whatever, you either see Tristan Wirfs going, howdy, howdy, or you see Pat <laughs> O'Connor like slapping the phone away in, in a fun sort of sense. So I think Pat would be super fun in that. Cause again, I'm about the vibes for any show. Pat O'Connor just brings the vibes. He's a fun interview. He has really cool jerseys. Like uh, he wore Larry Bird jersey during the Bucks uh, Super Bowl parade. He's got a cool Dennis Rodman jersey, just overall great vibes guy. And that's why he's been on this team for so long. Um, in his role, he just hypes everyone up. Pat and Vita also like to golf together a lot. So again, in this fantasy, uh, you know, getting invited to a barbecue, the host that we're going to has a putting green. And I actually know someone that has a putting green in their backyard. And Vita and Pat are just putting away on the putting green for half the party. I love it. Um, the next one on my list, again, I think hopefully you've kind of seen the, there's a theme to who I'm bringing, but Somebody else who I just think has a really magnetic personality. He's the type of guy I think at, at a barbecue, you know, he's going to cut up when it's time to cut up. But then he's also probably going to be like the guy like two days after, like he really made me think, right? And that's Rashad yeah. White. So yeah, he's we, on my we, list as well. <laughs> yeah, so with, with Rashad, like he just had the bowling event, right? And, and unfortunately, just due to geography, I couldn't go to it. But I know, a, you know, we had a, quite a few uh, pewter reporters represent at his bowling event but just yeah. you know he seemed to have a great time with all the kids and everything like that and just he just seems like he's the life of the party and I bring him let, like, like let's get him in there i want the life i want to bring as many people who are the life of the party as possible yeah I, unfortunately i wasn't able to go as well i was already out of town uh, before the event went on so really you and i were the only ones at a pewter report that didn't go the rest of the pewter reporters were there it was an awesome time Rashad is just a super, super humble guy and, uh, yeah, super thoughtful. He is a guy that makes you think. I think you you, you said that absolutely 
perfectly. So I agree with everything that you said. And I would add on top of that, Rashad White comes from the Kansas City area. I know everyone knows him from Arizona State and things like that, but he's from that Kansas City area. They know barbecue. So you know that he's bringing like an awesome barbecue sauce to add to the flavoring or everything like that and just turn everything up a notch. You know what I mean? We had him on the program last year, right? And yeah, what, like, and a couple of weeks ago as well. Yeah. Right, and and one of the first things like Scott got into it with him last year was, you know, where are the barbecue spots that you used to frequent in Kansas because Scott has his places in Kansas. And Rashad knew them all, right? He, he had been to all of them, and he had them all ranked. So I think that's a, a really cool one to bring, and, and uh, I think we're lining up a pretty awesome barbecue. Yeah, we just need absolutely. to get the invites out. Yeah, yeah, we have to get them out <laughs> on time. Got, uh, you know, we'll have to expedite it. Uh, Charlie says, no hand pie eating contest for charity. Let's go. And then Charlie says, let's gamble. Well, Charlie, let me tell you, if you were going to gamble, the best place to do it would be at mybookie.ag and their online casino. We've all been there before. A weekend trip to the casino canceled because real life came calling. Well, mybookie's new and approved online casino is here to change the game. Dive into truly realistic casino experiences featuring the latest in slots, progressive jackpots, and live dealer action, all from the comfort of your own home. The MyBookie Casino provides a Las Vegas experience when the action's in your hands, and the best part is, you don't even need to wear pants, though I'd still suggest it. Your adventure at the MyBookie Casino begins today with a generous sign-up bonus using the promo code PEWTER. That's P-E-W-T-E-R. And that's not all, because their revamped loyalty program ensures that you'll be showered with rewards, including free spins, cashback offers, and a host of exclusive VIP perks. The more you play, the more you win. So play anytime, anywhere with the MyBookie Casino. You could also use that promo code Pewter and uh, get up to $1,000 with your first deposit bonus. And even if you know learned from Plant City Math, you know that that is a heck of a deal. So go to mybookie.ag, use that promo code Pewter. There are still a lot of things to bet on at the moment. Baseball, uh, you got soccer, the Gold Cup. Um, golf, you got the uh, British Open coming up soon. There's always UFC fights. The Women's World Cup starts uh, on July 20th. So still a lot of stuff to bet on in the summer. And then, of course, football season is right around the corner. Heard about a uh, a big dodgeball match coming up on ESPN 8, the Ocho, through ah. Obscure Sports Quarterly. Little Average Joes versus uh, Global Gym. Global Gym, that's right. Josh, the last person I have on this list, you heard me mention him before. It's strictly a respect thing. You got to invite the Godfather. You got to invite the longest tenured Tampa Bay Buccaneer. And that, of course, is Levante David. Um, it just wouldn't be right, you know. He may not show, he may like have better plans and be like, thanks, but no thanks. But you have to invite Levante David. He's going to go in the Bucks' ring of honor. He, you know, he runs this defense. It's just a respect thing. You have to invite Levante David. 100%. Absolutely. I think uh, when we started our list, it was just that was expected. Yeah. Right. You bring him because if anything, Levante's got all the stories. He does. Yeah. yeah good and bad. Stories that go back further than anyone else and you're right good and bad and uh <laughs> and you know you could just sit around the fire and he'd be you know uncle levante's story time yeah very much so uh also honorable mention if we're gonna go with coaches i think dave canals just because he's so uh you know bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and and ready to go and he's the new guy so you know you want to be a welcoming neighbor 
hey, why don't you why don't you join us? I know you're new in town. Why don't you join us for this Fourth of July? I think uh, he would be a very very entertaining guest too. See, and I would throw Coach Bowles on there as well because I don't think it rings well with the fans. Like I don't I don't know if they get to see that side. Yeah, that Bowles we, is very funny. We we've had glimpses and whatnot, but the dry humor, the the willingness to just crack on people at like a moment's notice and you don't even see it coming. That's somebody who I think is going to be awesome. Um, now you're going to have to change. You have to change up what you're bringing for your desserts, right? Because you're going to have to bring the the chips ahoy, right? Yes, yeah. You have to bring the chips ahoy and some two percent milk for Coach Bowles. <laughs> but yeah, I would definitely bring him in as well. Yeah, you absolutely do. I think him can also be good. Also, Baker Mayfield. I think Baker is. You know, he's just kind of a little magnetic, you know, whether you love him or hate him, people, people are interested in Baker Mayfield. So I think Baker would be a uh, pretty good guest one way or another as well. It it would get you uh, discussing it by the end of it. As Christopher says, why do you think I said Rashad White on mine? Because we know barbecue here in Kansas City. Uh, Also, yeah, Charlie says um, LVD Levante bleeds red and pewter. Shaggy says Levante's campfire stories. And also, um, this guy would have to be invited. Bruce Arians, as Richard oh, yeah. says, can we invite BA? Bruce has to be there. He'd bring the cigars. He'd bring the Crown Royal. Um, would definitely be a lot of fun. Um, just for everybody, a great list, by the way, from Vita to even Devin to Rashad, Mike, everyone else in between, Pat O'Connor. Um, who else did we miss? Oh, Jamel Dean, too. Like, everyone. Awesome list. Just a scheduling note for everybody. Tomorrow, we will not have a show. Want everyone to enjoy the 4th of July. Have fun. Be safe. Have a great time. Whatever uh, it is you are doing or how you're going to spend it. So no show tomorrow. We will be back on Wednesday with the show at 7 p.m. We are working on finalizing a guest for that one. All I'll say is that it's, uh, it might be an assistant coach and a fairly new assistant coach so that's a little uh teaser for you on that one that'll be at 7 p.m on wednesday and then of course our typical thursday night show at uh 7 p.m and of course if you want to find all of our content go to pewterreport.com please like and subscribe to our social media channels on twitter facebook and instagram at pewter report and then our youtube channel pewter report tv please like and subscribe we got a ton of content out more will be coming. So um, a lot of great ton- content coming up. One more reminder, no show tomorrow, and then we'll have our shows on Wednesday and Thursday at 7 p.m. But that's going to do it for us on tonight's show, this afternoon's show. For Josh Capo, I'm Matt Matera saying thanks, everybody, for watching. Have a great 4th of July, and we will see you on Wednesday for another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Out.